listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Is there anything better than cracking open a cold beer and listening to your favorite podcasts? No, sir. And I'm here to tell you that the beer you should be cracking is one from our new sponsor, Circle Brewing, located in Austin, Texas at 2340 West Breaker Lane, Suite B. You can have a frosty one in their fabulous tap room where lots of seasonal specials await you, or you can get lots of their treats in the bottle or can at your local craft beer retailer. Try their award-winning Alibi Blonde or their diabolically rich Devil Knight Barrel-Aged Stout. They have so many solid choices, and they are the official sponsor of OneOfUs.net. Support Circle Brewing and support us, and we really need your support. There is no site without subscribers, and that depends on you. Please think about becoming a subscriber, because we cannot do this without you. The four different subscription tiers are there to give different flavors of bonus content, but we absolutely need your help, whether you sign up to give 2 5 10 or $25 a month. Don't be one of those people who love something but won't lift a finger to keep it around. Help one of us and keep those podcasts coming. Amazing mustache. Yeah. We're Books and Beer. Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Andrew. I'm Hilbert. Andrew, and I'm Andrew Villa. You're Miguel Villa. <laughs> Otherwise known as White Mike. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're the white twos, the two whiteies are uh, writers. WWs. White writers. You, you gotta edit that out, dude. That is. <laughs> if I'm editing it's staying in. And I don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bunch of sad puppies might like us. Uh, Man, I'm I'm seeing a lot of sad puppies posting that uh, that Daily Mail article. Okay, here's here's the thing that bothers me about it. Let's tell you, you you tell us what happened, and I want to tell you why it sucks. Okay, so some guy on a podcast on a podcast that I've been on, uh, Geeks Guide to the Galaxy, said that he was just talking about how the kind of Inherent racisms where races in Lord of the Rings, there are some superior races than others. Like, there are some races that are just straight villains. They're just straight evil, and those are the orcs, right? And, like, if you just read that, that's fine, right? But, like, we're deconstructing that as a society or whatever, and so you can deconstruct it in many ways... And that was a such way that he was deconstructing it, right? And he even wrote, like, a, a, a short story where the Lord of the Rings was, like, propaganda against orcs. And so, he like, he's obviously, like... Is it tongue-in-cheek? He, 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 yeah, 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 it's satire. Okay. His short story. But he also <laughs> has, like, a long stand... Like, he has a history of making that connection, right? I th- right. I mean, if you wrote a story about it. Yeah. What's his name? What did you say his name? Uh, Andrew Duncan. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Duncan. And, uh... Of and, Dunkin' Donuts fame. Yeah. And, and he just, uh... He and says he, something on a podcast. The heir like, to the Dunkin' Donuts fortune. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's our new sponsor. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's like middling level, right? Like, he's not like a huge... Ho- no, but he, he's, um... Established, he's established in the genre. He's been nominated. I'm not sure if he's won any awards, but he's been nominated for prestigious awards. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, Daily Mail takes one quote, sound, of, a sound, a soundbite, and then creates entire article based on him, um, saying, "Oh, this is he says it's racist." Well, one, 
It's not. It's not even actually what he was even really saying. No, it was crazy. And uh, the only person, so Zach was telling uh, us this last night uh, over dinner and drinks, and uh, and I had never heard anything about it. And I go home, log into Facebook, and the first post is from a Make America Great Again friend of mine. Well, what, what you were saying is, I feel like a lot of these alt-right or right-leaning or uh, sad puppy groups, you know, even Comics Gators or wherever they're sharing this article, and there's also, there's also like 10 other articles that are just like it after the Daily Mail put it out. These people are just strawmanning an argument saying, look at these left idiots saying that Tolkien was a racist. Yeah. And that's not what they're saying. You know? It's so. it's bonkers. It's I feel it's really a really niche market because I'm on Facebook a lot and I don't I've I haven't seen one article about that. I feel like it's in the writer community. The only person the funny thing is I heard about it from Zach, but the only person I saw post about it was oh, okay. a guy who probably well, doesn't read them. Well and I have uh, several sad puppies as friends and I, and then I have several people who aren't really affiliated, but they seem like they might be mm, sad puppy adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so, uh, so I, I've read Lord of the Rings, but I haven't really read too much about Tolkien. So, is there any um, well, he's, he's credence a, to it? Or well, he's a he's a, he's a Catholic, right? And he, I think he rewrote he wrote Lord of the Rings as kind of like. He put a lot of Catholic theology in there, mm-hmm. but society is racist, right? Like we can agree that that society as a whole is racist, and books that are created at a certain time have certain racism, like in them, just intrinsically. And we'll talk. We'll like I mean, segue dude, that. What a what a transition. We'll, we'll segue that into. So our we're talking about. This month, mysteries or crime. The yeah. first one is kind of a mystery mm-hmm. by Agatha Christie. I didn't know this. We were talking in chat, uh, and that was the first I heard of it. But and then we read, and then there were none. But that wasn't the first title. The first title was Ten Little Inwards after uh, after a famous British rhyme, and uh, then it got changed briefly to Ten Little Indians. And that also fell out of vogue because they weren't talking about Indians. Even they weren't about Indians in India. Yeah. Right? Uh, or whatever they're talking about. It just fell out of vogue. Obviously, that's also racist. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then they decide, well, let's change it to the last line of the of the poem being, and then there were none. Which, honestly, is a, is a better title. Way better yeah. title. That's a sick title. Yeah. Well, well, they also changed inside the book. Like, it's... Right. It's Soldier Island. Yeah, and then it's it's uh, so it was Soldier like Boys in Inward yeah. Island. Is oh, I've n- I, I never read the original, so I don't yeah. know. But I'd, I'd imagine. I, I'm guessing it's probably. Yeah, they weren't Island. known for being woke, you know. Or so yeah, I'm just not I'm, assholes. So I'm just saying that society will make things racist, you know, just in intrinsic. Yeah, in retrospect, and and for maybe for his time, he had been progressive, and and same thing for Agatha Christie, but. Looking back on it, obviously, you would update certain things to make it. I mean, you would or you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can also you can also separate the writer from what he's writing because 
if you look at everything, right, right, whatever, <laughs> whatever he or she, they are writing, uh, not going to be able to look back on Did this you just assume podcast. their gender? Right? Not going to be able to look back on this podcast without seeing it. If, if I get a publishing deal, we might have to pull this whole episode. Uh, but uh, What'd you say about books without spines? They're publishing those now? <laughs> so there's... Uh, so satire, too. Satire is one of those things that can be lost to time, right? And all of a sudden, uh, you really want to eat babies. You know, it... it, 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 it there is a point where it becomes ridiculous, true, um, but there's also a necessity to separate the author from the work because if you write a racist character, it does not mean that the author is racist. He's writing a character, and if you deny that there's racist people in the world and take them all out of your book, then you're not writing a true book. You're writing propaganda. Yeah. You're writing a piece of shit. Well, imagine it depends on what you do with that character. If the characters, if the characters like racist, but also he's like a freaking Superman or something like that, then you're kind of propping up. Well, it, 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 I, it, context, right. Yeah. Context is, is everything. Yeah. Context is absolutely everything. Um, you know, if your superhero wears bed sheets that are pyramided at top, yeah. uh, you know, and he fights for Aryan values and he, and he kills, uh, minorities. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's obviously racism. All right. If you ride by someone burning a cross in Red Dead and you don't shoot every last one of them, yeah. you're you're racist. Yeah, you you have to do that. But here's the thing. So he, he, but here's the thing about satire too: is what if the superhero is like a Ku Klux Klan member and he's a total doofus, total idiot? He is actually the object of derision. Yeah, uh, you can do that too. As time goes on, the social context disappears, and people think, "Oh, wow, this is really a racist book." When really, at the time. Uh, it was seen to be doofusing them. Yeah. So time time matters. Context. Context. You know, when it was written, how it was written, why it was written, intention, a lot yeah. of times does matter. Yeah. What, what's, what's the name of that book that we both like? Um, the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> King James Version? No, it's the one uh, with the really fat... Um, a Confederacy of Dunces. Confederacy yeah. of Dunces. I, I haven't is, read it. He's uh, so He wasn't the main character, Ignatius B. Riley. Was he racist? Uh, he said a lot of... Yeah, right? From so, what I remember, yeah. Yeah. He says a lot of shit. But, right? he's, but he's, here's the thing is, like, is he true... Be, that's a, it's a perfect example of what right. you were saying. You yeah. prop him up, but he's he's the idiot. You know? Yeah, he's a total idiot. Yeah, he's, make, he's being right, made so fun of. Let's... Listen, let's must- get back. Listen, mustache. <laughs> let's get let's back. get back to racism and let's get back to Agatha Christie. And then there were none. And then there were none. Also, it was a true mystery. I have another mystery beer here. It's a totally silver can. It's a we silver can. It is. Amazing. Only silver bu- uh, bullet I know is uh, Coors Light. Well, I really like this book. Written in 1939, and it's one of the best-selling books of all time. I can see why. Yeah. It has a great premise. What's the premise? Clue. Clue. Yeah, well, I, get all I think, these people to an island, give them some clues as to why they're there. They're all there because they killed someone, right? And then they start dying off. And so there's this rhyme: ten in the book that I read, ten little soldiers, and each one gets killed off. And so they're all dying off by the way that you know. There's like a path that you can follow or whatever through the rhyme. As close as possible, right? To, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, as a, <laughs> no, I mean, 
So I I guessed who the murderer was, and then there was a red herring, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that person's not the murderer now. I guess was I was a big, early on. big dummy. I didn't get it right, and then yeah. then after the fact, then they're then yeah. they're like, oh, but you were right. Yeah, and I I I. Didn't see that that twist coming it after said red I, herring yeah. in the poem. No, no, no. I knew there was going to be a red herring, uh, but I didn't know like that they were gonna fake still kill this guy off. So super great. I liked it. I liked the book. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. But a contrived ending like that oh, yeah. is so irritating me. And that's also the thing that's with time, right? Like, yeah. We're used to seeing these Where twists. Where everything ending. is yeah. so explained like to yeah. the detail. Yeah. There's a letter. There's two a letter. characters you've never been with. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's like, oh, and by the way, I just had an idea that the last two would kill each other, uh, but I was able to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I faked my death. And then, I, you know. It's, so so do we tell the do we do we talk about the premise? Yeah, we did. You like one sentence? Well, I mean, that's a one sentence premise. I mean, it, it is okay. It is the like it's a beach read. It's the number one like mystery novel of all time. So I'm sure people know about it. Wow, well, like, yeah, I can see that. It, it, it did feel a bit contrived, but that's you know after having you know in 2018 having read everything else that we've already read, this is you know one of the first ones that did it. You know, I I read this book you know maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I loved it then. I love it now. I actually heard it uh, on YouTube. Uh, did you guys hear it on YouTube? Yeah. Which uh, the, you couldn't do it. The accent. The accent was great, especially the guy, the the murderer. He I had such a great uh, English accent. It was great. So I, I listened to that. Um, yeah, the, this was kind of like a, felt like a paint by numbers sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. I predicted his motivation before mm-hmm. I. Then, then I was thinking, oh, well, that character died. But I was like, well, who would want to kill someone? I was like, yeah. well, this character, because it's literally like what they do, and none of yeah. the other characters that would make any sense for them to do that. So, um, but I like, I like that. I, I you know, you I like that? that it made sense. So, is that a writer thing? Both of you are writers. Like when you're actually reading a book, you're thinking about the character's motivation and all that. Yeah, like, the behind the scenes sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think it's uh, many. A well-written book should invite that, I think. Uh, uh, I'm just not a good re- a good reader then. Well, I'm just, just, we're I'm just at two speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, but I'm just I read it before and I'm just along for the story. Like I'm I'm fully invested. Well, I'm, Taylor, there are many ways. To, I mean, yeah, Taylor hates like watching TV shows with me because I'm always like, hey, like in two episodes this is going to happen. In two episodes this is going to happen, and like sometimes I'm right and sometimes that'll piss her off. So yeah, yeah I like. I, What's your I, ratio? What do you think? I, I bet pretty high. Like like fifty percent. Like higher. You have to log these so yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. ask ask Taylor. She'd probably say seventy five. Mm. Which is like you're smart, bro. You're so smart. Well, I, you're a stable I, genius. Writing is formulaic, right? And so if if you study the formula, then you start being able to pick up on motivations and who. Especially with mysteries, like, well, who could it be? And why would they? And would it make sense? And if it had been anyone else, then it would be bad writing. And I know that, that this isn't a bad writer because I can tell. She's a good writer. She's a great writer. Yeah. It could have been somebody else and not been necessarily bad writing. Well, yeah, but it would have been a different... There would be a different... Ver- there would be different clues. Right. Right? Right. So... 
Uh, this was her first book, I believe, right? No, mm-hmm. no. Well, and I do, I do admit that it, the red herring threw me off. This is preceded so. by "Murder Is Easy," so okay. Are, so it's her second book. Doesn't say. It just says it was preceded by. So it definitely wasn't her first. Okay. Yeah. So it came in thirty nine. Was her first good book. <laughs> and I do want to read more from Agatha Christie. Well, she got a lot to read, man. There's a ton of books by her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, definitely recommend. It's a definite recommend. I think you have to read it um, if you if any if you want to be into mystery or crime, you have to read Agatha Christie because she's the most one of the most celebrated authors in the genre. Um, she's like a foundational. Yeah, right. I, almost in the same respect as uh, Arthur Conan Doyle is, or, or like mystery. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, um, who invented the mystery? Yeah, <laughs> they say. Um, yeah, I would say as a writer, uh, even if it's not your genre, which uh, mystery is not mine, uh, I think that you must read this uh, just because. You can take suspense and withholding information and and uh, what clues are given and what clues aren't mm-hmm. and put that in your work um, for any genre. And that like Harry Potter, those books, they're all um, uh, formatted like a mystery, even though they're, the genre is um, fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's because that's all uh, that the, that's all J.K. Rowling read. Yeah. Um, and that's why you can tell, like, some of the fantasy stuff is, like, very basic and derivative, mm-hmm. but, like, the writing as far as, like, wanting you to, like, as far as page turning, the reader wanting to read more and more, that's, like, from this style of writing, yeah. this more mystery core type thing. Look, I don't, I don't think we're giving her justice. I mean, she's, we, we already know she's great, but just reading up, 66 detective novels, 14 short story collections, her fictional detectives were, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, Her- Hercule Perot. Yeah, Perot. Perot, right? And I've heard of him, and then Miss Marple, which I've heard of as yeah. well. And she had a pen name, Mary West Westmacott, and she wrote six romances under there, you know? So she was she's a badass. Yeah. And she, she's foundational yeah, for definitely. the genre, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I recommend it. There's some things that modern reader with no respect of context or history would be like, oh, yeah. But like Chad Zach was saying, there's a lot of formula to writing and that can get boring and that can get dull. But watching a master work within a formula Mm. is like, it's, it's wonderful. This didn't seem, because this was written in 39 for its time, I believe maybe earlier than that. But it, it, I never felt like this was this is washed, you know. Yeah. Like this, it, it, even though it was old, it still felt fresh, you know. If they didn't change, if they didn't change the words that fall. <laughs> yeah. it felt fucking washed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, awesome. Um, can we move on to that short story? Daphne, that's like Daphne du Maurier. What, what, what's the, what was it called? Kiss me, Kiss again, me again, stranger. Yeah. So this one's interesting. That was by Daphne du Maurier. Uh, where is she from? Is she from England? British. Yeah, she's, she's British. British. So she wrote Rebecca. The Birds, My Cousin Rachel, Jamaica Inn, The Scapegoat. I mean, she was yeah, out there I, as well. I, um, out of all of these authors, 
this is the one I'm most excited to read more from. Yeah. And um, you didn't even want to read the short story. I w- yeah, I was just going to show up on Sunday when we recorded and just not have read it. Yeah. It's been like, what's up? Well, we I mean, <laughs> shit got kind of crazy yeah. personally, right? So it took a long time. It took longer than I expected to read some of this stuff. It's uh, um, her writing style, the style, the prose, yeah. uh, the sentence structure, yeah. the imagery. It's fucking amazing. It's this, beautiful. It's written like poetry. I on, love it. You can, honestly, you can just transpose this story into modern times. You would not. There, yeah. There's no fucking difference. Like, she she holds, like, the writing style is timeless. And what I loved about it was it sat in one character said, Yeah. The mechanic. And I think but, we, we talked about it a little bit, but it was so natural. You know, I felt it, like it, you, you were this you yeah. dude. You, like, you fell right into his routine. Yeah. You fell right into his motivations. He left work, goes to the movie theater. Meets you know, the love of his yeah. life. A little bit creepy. He's totally... It takes time off, but you understand him. Yeah, yeah. Why do you understand him so perfectly? Because she writes him so well. Well, if she thinks this is how men are, it's a sad, sad... Um, World that that women no, have to live in. Is it? This guy's not, a complete creep. Well, he. Well, no, no, no. All of the stories are like this, yeah. dude. If you look at the if you look at the relationships, the the male and female of of everything that we've read, it's fucking sad. He's an incel, it, well, basically. Yeah, but but here's the funny thing: we are watching. So, so we see how she sees men, right? Whereas all of popular culture sees women as what window dressing to a man's store. Yeah, you're right. Whereas this man is pathetic, he's yeah. almost pathetic, and Dude, uh, it, 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 but it, he's also but 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 she also writes him to be a little bit uh, empathetic. Right? He's a character you can understand. Right. Well, the 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 whole first half of this, I was wanting to be not empathetic towards him. I was like, dude, you're being weird. Yeah. Like, why, why are you Following pushing her, so hard? Yeah. yeah. After and, her work. And, and maybe that was something that was, re- like, totally acceptable, you know, at the time. May- well, obviously it wasn't because she's writing about it, right? And, and obviously the, 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 the uh, but Fatale. The, yeah, uh, I love the film. She was, okay, by the way, okay, sexy writing. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Andrew's sexy no, no, writing. No, 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 no. That was sexy writing. You you knew how sexy that the the, the woman character was by mm-hmm. the writing. Uh, you don't have to see her at all. You don't see anything of the way she described her attitude, how she spoke. It was like, goddamn, that she's so that's nonchalant. A, yeah, that's a cool dame. And she didn't <laughs> she didn't really like write her as like, oh, she's this voluptuous. She just described her hair like her hairstyle. Yeah, her skin color, and that's it. No, the way she wouldn't smoke cigarettes. Oh, that's right. She wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. So that's how a a woman would write a sex, whereas a guy would be like, double D's, brah. Sitting on dubs. And that's funny because it's from his POV. Yeah. And he's not just like, oh, dude, she was so hot. (laughs) Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, when you're like smitten, you're not necessarily looking about you're not looking at all oh, of the physical aspects. What is this mystery beer you got? I don't know. That's a mystery beer. <laughs> <laughs> this story was good. And like the, tw- you know, again, a lot of these contrived, it, it, it could have been super contrived. It could have been whatever. It wasn't. It, it just landed how you would actually discover something. Yeah. Oh, I read. 
she she killed the other guy <laughs> because I wasn't in the Royal Air Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't I, get unzipped, dude. I, I like that it was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's on half a beer that he's drank. Um, I like that her motivation wasn't well. As far as we know, she could have been lying. She could be an unreliable narrator. But she said she was after the RAF um, soldiers. Because they bombed her her house and yeah, killed and her family. Right? I'm I'm I was so happy that her motivation wasn't because she was raped, you know. Because that's what you see in, in, in all these revenge fantasy movies, like you know, uh, I spit on your grave. You know, yeah. it's all the motive, The woman's motivation is always they were raped or or a family member was raped. So I was happy about that. And this story up until the last maybe page, half a page. It was, it was just a, a romance. Story. Yeah, yeah. I read it with Hillary. Like, we went back and forth that we were reading it to each other, and, like, we loved it. Yeah, but this, to me, like, this captures noir. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah like, definitely. You know, just, like, the darkness of a city, uh, the loneliness of a city, the doom that he doesn't even know is coming. what was, was supposed to meet him. He was so yeah. close to and, So and this, to me, is, like, perfect noir. Just, like, the the sense of, like, you know no matter what happens that he's going to have to walk back home. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that bit too yeah. is like it's kind of rough. Yeah. Like that, that man. You don't got any money, and yeah. you just. But he was so ha- he, he was happy to do it. Yeah. You know because he got to spend time yeah. with his, with his girl, which is so weird. So this was a story that that uh, that started for me. It was like, dude, this this excited you know this really excited me the Daphne Daphne stuff, and so then you know we start going to other things now. Pretty sure Zach is going to get a little bit. But before we do, can I just say one thing? When we were yeah. talking about the prose, her writing style, which I absolutely love, it was reminiscent of our first episode, and I, I think uh, it was the yellow wallpaper. Yes, that was written in this style, right? Similar to this. So the yellow wallpaper. I mean, not as much imagery. I remember I really loved one it of the those couple books, but I, but I don't remember. I don't remember exactly the writing style. It was one of the books that we read on the first episode was yeah. written in a similar prose style. And it was with, it was from a woman, and they, and they were British as well. So it was kind of cool to have both of those. Yeah. So okay. So our next Wait, did book. Do you want some of that? No, no. I, I was just, I was wondering how there was so many, but I think that how there's so much left. But I realized Miguel hated it. Probably poured you some. Yeah, I gave him more. All right, I'm going well, to the that... Zilker Brewing Company East Side Beer. This is bizarre. Yeah. It's weird. You want to test it? No, I, I had it. Already. Oh, you had it. Already. Yeah. Um, so the next book, Dare Me, by um, Megan Abbott. Megan Abbott. Who, Megan Abbott is a writer I actually really, really love. Weird, uh, dude. Whack. <laughs> well, you said she was a showrunner. I don't think she was a showrunner on that show. She is a showrunner on The Deuce. Because I looked it up, and then, well, maybe the article's wrong. She's it for the second season. Maybe that was pretty sure. She's definitely a writer on it. I just didn't know if she she's was a writer. A I'm pretty sure she's a showrunner okay. for that show. She's written a lot of great stuff. Dare Me's not her best work. It definitely is. Tell, tell the audience why you picked this one. Why, like the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I picked this one was because the one I wanted, which was Queen Pin, I realized would have been hard for everybody to get. So I looked on Hoopla, the, the public library app, to yeah. see if any of her works which were is free awesome. on audiobook. And Dare Me was the only Megan Abbott book, Abbott book on there. Had so you I read this it, before? I picked it not knowing anything about it. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. You're like... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Let, let me do this. <laughs> I thought the writing was really good. And when you said... When you said vapid... 
You, it, it hurt your feelings? No, yeah, it did. It hurt my feelings? It, we, hurt, it hurt my feelings, but I realized you were talking about the characters. And at that age, all fucking characters are total. All people are vapid. If you put a recording uh, device in front of me, 99% of my conversations would have been about it's, how to get... They still are. Uh, yeah, if you put a recording device in me now, <laughs> like here, yeah. 98% of what I'm saying is totally vapid. Yeah. Uh, so the story is about a bunch of cheerleaders. And there's a lot of cheerleader... Um, there's a lot of cheerleader uh, sequences mm-hmm. and what they care about. And the big thing is uh, the the coach gets changed out. And the coach is this, uh, there's... A hot new coach, 26-year-old. Hot new coach, yeah. yeah. Doesn't take no shit from nobody. Very, still very close in age to the high schoolers that right. she's coaching. She introduces herself, and you're my bitches, <laughs> she says that in the beginning. And I was I laughed because I was driving when I listened to it. Yeah. That was pretty... I, really? I cried. <laughs> I laughed because it was so absurd. <laughs> Uh, I was like, wow, is that what they do in cheerleading? Um, but anyways, jealousy, obsession, uh, friendships, all that kind of stuff. All those themes are hit on. Um, the only problem is it does take quite a while to get to the, the, the cold body. So A long time. A long time. Well, no, it does start off with the cold body. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Then- you, yeah, so you, you're know. Right, you're right. you know. They yeah. needed that. If that wasn't there, I'd yeah. be like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah. That being said, okay, I know I know I gave that the, a little bit of a dismissive kind of thing. I think the writing is still solid. I don't think I, I do not think that this was the best thing to do for a crime thing. Any other Megan Abbott book would have been great. This one, but this is crime though. No, it is for cr- sure crime. No, totally for sure it's crime. However, it is a li- it, it takes a long time to care. It's like the Personally. shittiest Mean Girls crime. Like, with crime. Like, because with Mean Girls, I like the characters. And there's characters that you like to hate in Mean Girls. And then there's characters that you just flat out like. Because they're smart, they're intelligent, or they're funny or whatever. But there was not a character in this where I was like, wow, I hope good things happen to you. You didn't like Riri? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, so the, the character I liked was not not the narrator. The narrator I felt was like a blank slate. Trash. Like, like there, she didn't have very many motivations other than pleasing the coach, which which is which comes, fucking bizarre and right. not good. But but but, but I don't you know, think so, man. You, you're not a six, you're never a sixteen year old girl. You don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, but it comes I'm, but it yeah. comes back because the whole time you're thinking, is there like a lesbian subplot happening here? And it never kind of materializes. She, she goes and, and tries to date this dude that the coach says look, it's good looking. It doesn't happen, but she's still so obsessed with the coach, goes with the coach everywhere, is enamored with the coach, and her best friend, who is who is my favorite character because she's so psychotic, Yeah, uh, I liked her. I understood her motivations, but uh, her best friend, basically that whole, like, the whole feeling of this love thing between, or obsession between the narrator and the coach is revealed through the lesbian incident yeah. with the main character and her best friend. I feel like it wasn't explored qu- quite enough. I mean, it was very similar to... Um, and then there were none in that it was tacked on at the very end. Yeah. Like, it was, like, in the last Yeah, Well, they, they always alluded. They were She alluded to it. it. There was a falling out that happened in the previous yeah, film yeah. or something like that. But it wasn't fully... Like, there wasn't the context to really understand, like, yeah. the whole lesbian angle. It was hinted at heavily. Like, yeah. A, yeah. that summer night or something. 
They they alluded to sexual acts that people had seen. Maybe I just didn't give a shit enough to. That's quite possible. Here, here's a, like I, it wasn't. It, it's not your genre, or maybe not mystery, but like the topic cheerleaders, right? You're you're a football player. You're a dude. Yeah, but you're, you're, I didn't read. I didn't read fucking Friday Night Lights. I fucking hated the movie. I mean, I'm just saying this wasn't your. It wasn't your lane. So like, yeah, but you're I, shitting I, at it. I know, but there's people who like that sort of shit. But but there isn't though, because this is this is like one of the worst rated books that I've ever finished reading. What oh, really? on, on Audible? No, Wait. no, on Goodreads it's got like a three star. Three stars are decent. Three out of five. Do, you don't have a single book under three stars. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I got eight reviews. <laughs> Four of them are my dad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like all of this, all of the other stuff. That we've read anything that we've read has been like pretty. They're like at that, least how, three and a half. Not that before. movie, the um, horror movie novel, novelizations. Oh yeah, oh, those no, no, are, no, those yeah, were actually rated, rated yeah, really yeah. high. Yeah. Those are like. I mean, so your taste is, is sub- yeah. suspect. Right, but, but 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 the weight of these reviews are I, skewed towards like well, I, I fanboyism when no, it comes no, no. to horror. So right. I actually read, I, I actually read some of the reviews, and well, yes, you're right for for the others. For the um, horror novelizations, it was fanboy people projecting what they had watched as at the as the movie onto the review. But for this, all of the like one star, two star, three star reviews were like shit. Characters hated it. Unlikable characters hated it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I get that. It's it's actually well written from a shitty character that I hate. Yeah. Like, so. So, I mean, you and I might desire different... I mean, I like likable characters, too. But I also like shitty characters. And it's almost better to spend time in their shoes because there's there's nothing... you Writing where it's always like, oh, you have to have someone to root for. You have to have someone to root for. It becomes boring. Why not just... Was Out boring? The Out was not boring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 look, look. To Miguel's point, it's not my line. You know, I, I, I don't. I, I've, I've never ever been interested in cheerleaders at all. And uh, well, but 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 now, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> I don't know. I just I. I took a look at your browser history. To me, if it's well written, it will transcend that barrier, like like a movie, like Mean Girls, where it's like, you know. I really like that movie. I think it's great. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, there's there's some things that you know. Tammy what's, and the what's, T-Rex <laughs> really like it. Tammy and T-Rex is great. Like, Unfortunately, while watching Tammy and T-Rex, I was like, dude, I, Deer Man is just rewriting Tammy and T-Rex. <laughs> like, it's like down to the ending. Yeah. It's like, fuck. That's why. That's why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, so those, those Christopher Guest movies, like Best in Show. Yeah, like yeah. I don't care about dog, uh, dog grooming contests and all that, but that movie, movie but makes, makes me care because yeah. it's so funny and it's so good. So I, I understand your point there, but you this know, this is in the comedy. Yeah, you know it's, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's you but know there's I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, it was it was a competently written, I think, but it wasn't anything other than that. It did not make me want to read anything else by her. So I, I so I don't know if it, it's you know. a very bad place to start. Yeah, I, I feel that I, where, where she went went wrong is not in the narrative itself because the, the narrative is basic. Like what happens is is actually like a thing that happens like every day. Like yeah. who who did it is like 
actual reality. Like, yeah. it's very realistic. But I think all of these other books that we've read, they they take, you know, a realistic setting and they, they make it, like, they turn it, they, they make something interesting or they make something, like, particularly unique. Well, I wasn't. This, there wasn't that in this book. There wasn't I, anything particularly unique. It wasn't unique, but she did a really good job of, Showing the emotions of the 14, 15, 16 year old girls, like how mean they are to each other, mm-hmm. how mean they are to themselves, You're just internalizing all that shit and the ga- the mind games they play. It, that was, I like to read that. It felt like a fucking David Fincher film. What like I like the, the paranoia, the like distance from each other, yeah. even being in close quarters. There's a lot of, there's a lot of aspects of the book that I actually really liked and it was well done. However, I, I, I'm so in the middle of this book. I, one thing is I love You're Megan. in that three-star, dude. No, yeah, right, I'm in the three-star, but three-star is okay. I got, you know. Uh, but I'm a Megan Abbott fan, so having read this without knowing anything about the book, what, what it, if, the only reason I picked it was, uh, was because of uh, it being easily accessible. I, I think like she, f- just from this book, is like a failed Gillian Flynn. You're like, we could have read like Sharp Objects yeah. or... Or you know what are the, I'm about to punch you in the dick right now, bro. <laughs> you don't like Gillian Flynn? Oh, I mean, uh, she's Gillian or whatever. She's fine. She's, she's great. fine. Megan Abbott is seriously like not based off of this book. Not based off this book. Okay. So I feel bad because I feel like I ruined Megan Abbott for you guys. But Megan Abbott is like one of the best. What writers. have you read? What do you recommend? Queen Pin. You have to read Queen Pin. What's that about? Uh, it's about a private dick. Well, yeah, <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's like a private eye novel, but it opens. Next it, time, don't worry about the cost. Yeah, I know. I won't. I won't. Zach's a baller. He can afford I, it. I, I won't worry about it. You time. see this yet, he did? <laughs> it's not mine. Yeah, uh, because because if we're, uh, not to give you shit or whatever, but if we're trying to do the best of a genre, and then, you know, you say she's the best, and it, we read her worst book, it's kind of not fair to her. No, Which, it's totally she's not never going to re- fucking hear this. I do. I do want to say something that I like about it. What I like about it is <laughs> the last ended. page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the the um, relationship between the main character and the um, coach. The, the coach. It's like really, really inappropriate and skeevy. It felt really. Yeah, the coach is criminal. Yeah. Yeah. The, the coach. The coach is a really. It's she's the most interesting character to me because we when I was in high school and I feel like this took place right around when I was in high school. There was a um, a teacher who was like early twenties, might have been even like twenty five or whatever, and she got thrown out. And there was all these rumors. I have no idea what really happened, but she got what's her name? Just say I don't. I don't remember her, but I cheated on one of her tests, and she gave me a zero on it, and I got pissed. But, but then she was out, so see you later, bitch. Yeah, so that zero became <laughs> less important. Yeah. So, what, I, what I think is we – two things. One, we did a disservice to ourselves by not having a, a woman on this podcast to talk about it be, because you know she's writing about the experiences of four, you know teenage girls going in high school being mean to each other, and we're all like – this subject matter sucks. We're all like, I don't have a period. Why yeah, would I give a shit? Exactly. So there's that. I'm, so, I'm not saying the subject matter sucks. I, I, I understand how it could be uninteresting. Yeah. Well, w- w- the other thing I was going to say was it's on the surface level, it's about cheerleading. But it's not about that at all. It's about 
the interpersonal relationships between the individual cheerleaders and then their relationship with the uh, the coach. Right. So I mean, she she did a real good job on that. Well, the other thing is, there's a it also is a good story about authority. Yeah. Uh, and you, misuse of yeah, misuse authority. You also have the authority of the coach. You have the authority of the top girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And, right. You, you have the authority of the husband, right? Yeah. Where the husband, uh, he's the one that fucking kills that guy, right? Uh, and she still defers to his authority. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of interesting things that could have been uh, scratched a little bit harder to get to a more interesting story. Yeah. Um, the story, I think, the story was there. I think the focus was 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 a little off. That's all. I, I think. You, if you take, you could have taken the cheerleading, cheerleading aspect out of it. It could have been something else, and the, the story would still be there. So it kind of shows that it's it's good, but it just it didn't didn't land its mark. I think. So just for everybody here, uh, we were playing probably Secret Hitler one night, and uh, Zach's been giving me shit online for this pick like nonstop, <laughs> and me. I just had to dig my heels in, stand my ground, and be like, dude, fuck you, bro. But then Miguel, you know, Miguel, uh, who I just uh, in no way thought would ever harm me in any way. Uh, I'm a teddy bear. He, he, he kind of nudged me. He's like, hey, so how'd you hear about this book? And then, and then I knew. And then, and then I knew. Then I knew, oh, shit, man. I'm not going to have a team here. I just didn't know because it took so long to get to that day. It takes a long time to get to the point. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, okay. Recommend or not recommend? Uh, I recommend Megan Abbott. You do not start here. You can. You, Don't ever go here, actually. No, 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 you, no, I think you should go For there. For completist? I think you should go there. However, don't start there because it is a hard place to get into. Oh, what, what another thing I was going to say about this book? How old is she, Megan Abbott? She's mid thirties, no, no, probably late thirties, early forties. She does not know how to write, like, because uh, obviously she went what in do through. You know, dude? She, she, her pop culture references, uh, she dropped a Kanye in there. Oh, yeah, we were listening to Kanye, or uh, I forgot whatever, like Jay Z. That was her pop culture reference. They weren't talking like teenagers. They weren't like there was no uh, slang like teenagers. Well, there was some vapid fucking shit. But what I'm saying is, dude, I have two teenage. Uh, Nieces, well, I know how they talk. <laughs> I'm just saying, these characters did not talk like teenagers, or either that, or they were, well, they were like really. Uh, so this book was written. I think this book came out five years ago. Yeah, and I'm sure it takes place at least 15 years ago. There was 10, 15 years there was ago. no post Malone reference in here. The, look, yeah, uh, <laughs> the thing Malone is <laughs> that that shit would not fly now. Yeah. Like the, the relationships and how the relationships functioned. Shit is way softer now. I, I'm, I'm almost sure of it. What do you mean? You know? What do you mean? Uh, well, the way the um, high school teacher is like giving them alcohol and they're hanging out after school. I mean, that shit was gonna fly back when we were in there. You know? No, no, no. But there's no, there's no social media. There are very little social oh, yeah, media. There, there now were... it's like now it, it doesn't fly because the repercussions are just a hundred percent. Somebody so will you will be found out yeah. and yeah. you will be fired. The timestamp. The one mm-hmm. of the biggest tells in this book is that the flip the, phones. Right, right, right. right. This the, is the, flip phones. The shit. time it was written, there's no reference to Facebook. There's no reference to Twitter. There's no reference to anything. Yeah. But Kanye, but she's a Kanye. So yeah, but Kanye yeah, was Kanye was 2003 or whatever. Yeah, dude, I didn't have a Facebook till like 2004. Like, no, like 2004 was I graduated. No, high it was school. like 2008. Yeah, I had a Facebook in like 2008. So like, this is 
Yeah. Kanye can still be dropped as a reference. I'm saying she's washed. That's all I'm saying. And, and then the other thing is, this is the book that we've talked the longest about so far. So it obviously had some, yeah, gave us some reactions. So that was cool. Look, so for me, I recommend Megan Abbott. Do not start at Dare Me. I don't recommend this book. I don't recommend Megan Abbott. Go read, <laughs> go read Gillian Flynn and Gillian Flynn, whatever. It's Jillian. Jillian. Right. Come on, Gillian. Jillian. Who, who names your kids? Gillian's Island. Haven't you ever heard of it? <laughs> so I also heard Tana French is a, is a good, uh, yeah, you know, Megan Abbott, Tana French are kind of competing for, for uh, best new crime writer. Let's, let's talk about out, out. Whoa, hold on. Can we pause for a second? I need another beer. Natsuo Carino. This book was amazing. All right. So we're talking about Out, Out. by Nucio Natsuo Carino. This is my favorite book that we read. Like, my favorite book that we read. She is. Yeah. Have you, did you guys read up a little bit on her? I did not read anything about her. She's Please tell me. pretty interesting. She didn't get into uh, writing novels until kind of late in life, the 30s or 40s. And, late in life, 30s? Yeah. <laughs> well, for a writer, right? Because you guys have been no, doing I mean, it. Mo- mo- yeah. I mean, like, literally picking up a pen or starting typewriting, yeah. not, like, getting famous or yeah. whatever. And, and and she is very detached. Like, she... If well, I couldn't tell at all. Yeah. If you're, if you're making generalizations, she writes like a guy. Or she, you know, she doesn't believe in, um, like, she wants to, like, detach from society. This dude is so red pill right no, now. No, I'm saying if you're making generalizations. She writes like a guy. Oh, okay, no. fine. I will say, okay. She, uh, she even says it. The introduction... She doesn't believe in personal so, relationships. I, okay, so the problem that Deremy had did not exist in here. They introduced the characters individually. They introduced, they introduced their lives, how kind of shitty they were working at this goddamn factory. All these characters suck, but like, you like them. Well, the, I like some of them. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but, but the husbands, right? The husbands were shitty. The job's shitty. There's like this desperation. But then, 40 pages in, Fifty pages in, maybe at the le- at the latest. There's the murder. There's the fucking crime. Yeah. This is what happens. Everything's downhill from there. Yeah, or uphill, depending on what you like. Or, or, yeah, right. That's my kink. But but that to me was the, like that that saved the book because it's like it, it didn't save the book, but that is what differentiates it from a slow paced. Sometimes there's too much focus on characterization through characters. When really, the focus should be on the character's actions uh, and how that makes them an interesting character. Yeah. that This book did it. Whereas Jeremy focused on characters, how they talked, how they interacted, and not a lot of their actions. Yeah. This was like, all right, murder. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> it's it's weird. I Now that you mention, like, when the murder happens, I was, I've been thinking about that. And how it how it is very important to pacing and suspense. Like the first half of that book, uh, Dare Me, is devoid of suspense because there's no murder and there's nothing on the line. Yeah. Like there there really isn't anything on the line of importance, other than maybe there'll be some weird discovery of the, the this woman giving her cheerleaders beer or something. Well, I don't well, know. Well, the importance is but, them getting that. Uh, the pyramid. Yeah, right. Nah, but the, to the, a the, the living organism. No, it's more, I guess it's a little bit more about the, the personal relationships. But but still, a, a, a masterpiece like Rope, the very first scene in Rope, the, a murder happens. It's so and good. 
And then, and, and so I was just thinking, like, where you put the murder is, like, can be very important. And so you have the murder and you have zero context yeah. versus something like uh, Megan Abbott where by the time the murder happens, there's a lot more context. So, like, with Rope, you're trying to discover, like, why the fuck would they have just murdered someone? Yeah. And then and then it becomes, oh, are they going to get discovered? Are they yeah. going to... Is there going to be? Is there going to be another murder? Or you know, is so before we get in any further into yeah. it, does anybody want to talk about the what the plot is? I do. I think well, we should do. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so out. Um, it's basically the lives of four women, lower middle class, right, to, or destitute. Basically, they're, working they're, they're working fucking class, yeah. everyday people. I love yeah, yeah. that yeah. about it. Um, so they work at this uh, bento factory where they yeah. make uh, meals. And they work the night shift, which is already depressing. Yep. Can I interject yeah. on the Vento Bots meals? Yeah. They make like 1,200 of a certain kind, but then they have like the super, the super <laughs> lunch meal. And the funny thing is like the husbands will be eating the super lunch ones, like not even appreciating that their wives made the shit, yeah. you know? And, and the wives, this is so true. Yeah. Because whenever I get a job... I like I, I know too much about the job. When I when I when I worked at Subway, I'd know all this bullshit about the sandwiches. Mm. And you were a sandwich artist. I was a sandwich. Dude, artist. you've been an artist your whole life. Yeah, I was. Uh, and you got a Subway sandwich on your <laughs> shirt. I do. So, but 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 the ladies even like they they, they examined the box. Oh yeah, this came off my line. You know like that they, is that is so true because my mom worked in a factory for forty years on a assembly line, making like the mailboxes for apartments. Yeah, you know the oh, metal. I, I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Every time we would pass one, she would stop and look to see if her her company's name was on it, mm-hmm. and if she was, she'd be like, "I bet you I made that." So that is so true to form. They take this pride is in awesome. their work. Yeah. They take, but it also is kind of a, a noose in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. Go on. So, so the okay, so they make factory workers. Factory workers are like uh, food workers, right? They're all in debt. Yeah, all, all like all well, they, and lower middle class, right? That's what yeah. you are, right? That. Um, so I love the motivation is all about money yeah. and getting out of debt. And I've been interrupted off- like three or four fucking times already. Interest. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so they're they're uh, factory workers. Um, their husbands are shitty. Their children are shitty. A couple of their husbands are alcoholics. They're abusive, uh, and one day, you know, one of one of the factory workers just gets sick of it. One, her husband stole their their money. Was a degenerate gambler and spent it all away. Came home, told her, and was like, "Nothing. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do?" And she just snaps and kills him. And I was not expecting that at and she all. She was the meek one. Yeah, she right? was the meek one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she kills him with a belt. Yeah, similar to rope. It yeah. was so, which is graphic. I've seen horror movies, and the description of this was graphic. There's a comedic aspect to this book too. Where, well, dirt, yeah, black well, well, comedy, right? Right. Where, where? where so, how much are you going to pay me to help you out with this? Yeah, they all work in the same place. They all know they have no fucking money. What yeah. do you mean? But then the whole the whole aspect of life insurance, that kind of stuff, comes in the baccarat aspect. Dude, though. we all just like ready, ready to go with our talk. Come Dude. in. Sorry. The Baccarat aspect is really great because when they interview her and they talk about Baccarat, uh, oh, he played Baccarat. Okay, we're going to go to this club of this guy who's a piece of shit, Yeah. right? What I liked about this was they go to this guy who is innocent of this murder and you wonder if he's worthy of any kind of uh, sympathy, right? 
But then they describe why he was in jail for so long. Yeah. Is he worthy of any sympathy? Can people change? No. We, you, the oh, no, the very, is, no, the very yeah, end is like yeah. fucking... The answer to this is no. <laughs> but the very end kind of like undercuts it. Though. Yeah. Because like, then she's like, oh, I hope you live. And it's like, mm-hmm. I fucking hated the... Yeah. I hated the last... Yeah, very last. So we didn't describe what happened. So the 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 meekest one of the there's there's a group of four friends, friends in quotation marks because they're real or not. Yeah, because they're not really friends. They're friends by 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 happenstance. We work with because yeah, they're coworkers, right? So um, she asks uh, one of her coworkers for help disposing the body. That coworker reels in two other coworkers, um, and then it just goes downhill from there, and then it turns. Where, like Andrew was saying, they managed to um, have the cops go look at this uh, club owner who was this. We we find out that he actually killed a woman in his past life. Did the uh, did the time? Right? Yeah, right. Hold on, can we describe this real quick? Yeah, there's a lot of rape in this book. Yeah, but here's the thing. He not only did he kill. Like the line was, "I have to enter you before you die." And he was... That's what he said to her. And so... He so, was fucking her stab wounds. Yeah, yeah. The author takes great care to let you know that this is... He's a Not a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's being set up for this fucking crime he didn't commit. Yeah. Fuck this You're guy. okay with it. Yeah. Because uh, event, uh, essentially, <laughs> she was a victim of domestic abuse, right? Mm-hmm. And she just snapped one day on her... Uh, you know, the guy who was beating her up. So you have some sympathy for her, right? And then uh, they, they they put it on this guy and, you know, he snaps and he becomes a serial killer that we all knew he was. Yeah. And then that movie, I mean, the, the book uh, changes. Well, then they're, they're working for the mob, cutting up yeah, bodies. I know, it's yeah. so crazy. Like, it's so That's good. the black comedy part yeah. of it. Yeah, that's... I think it's a good job for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny you say movie. It's funny you say movie because it does it it reads like a fucking movie. It's really good, but it also kind of reads a little bit like a fucking video game in a lot of ways. Side quests, <laughs> yeah, it, side quests. It, it feels a lot like uh, character development, like Stephen King style, where there he just she just focuses a lot on developing these characters. Like you know who they are. Yeah, e- each of the four. And then also the the two male characters, well, really three male characters that switches. There's four women that switches POV, and then there's three men, and one of them's a rapist. The other one attacked the main character, and then uh, what was the other one? Fuck. What are you talking about? So just to, to build this characterization thing, though. The characters, I've said this already, but the characters are built through their actions. You know who they are through their actions. I think it was, I forgot what the what, what character was, but she was my favorite because she was such a fucking bitch. Um, she was fat, old. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. She's so entitled. She, she's just like, lazy. I, I want to buy more shit. Yeah, the lazy. <laughs> so, but the thing is, you discovered this about her. Kuniko. By what she, yeah, Kuniko. You discover this about her by what she fucking did, what she said. It wasn't like anyone said, hey, she's fat and lazy. No, she lied about her age, right? 
And all the guys, well, when she went to the interview, laughed at her even going, basically. Yeah. So you discovered who she was through action rather than just, like, belabored uh, interaction or, pl- or, or or describing her every bodily imperfection. Yeah. That's why I like this author. So, uh, some of the... I was she reading was a some... character that you love to hate. Right, exactly. <laughs> some of the criticism that I've heard uh, read about this book was that the four women were kind of oversimplifications. Like we have the, like the badass one who just takes charge or Kuniko or something like that. Then there's the, the meek Wait, one. Masako, the one that. Masako, right. Yeah. Masako. She, she takes, she's a leader. Kuniko, right. And then there's Yoshi. Yoshi. Skipper. Yoshi's Yoshi skipper. and Yaya. Each one of them had a role. Like there was the yeah. old woman. There was the, the fat woman. There was a pretty girl. And then there was a leader. And I was like, so they were they were saying well that was a negative part of it. I'm like yeah, no that archetypes. was just like you know, archetypes right yeah. but she built so much off of that yeah they had so much backstory I'm sorry go ahead. no no I I don't think it, people saying that's a negative to me it's like all art is an oversimplification all narrative is an oversimplification of life mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way for me to know you because I don't inhabit your body and there's you no can way if you want to. Baby. <laughs> I mean, I would, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, fit. Be, yeah, he has to be inside of you yeah. to finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't die till I'm inside of you. I yeah, fit. you, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit, that was good. I wouldn't fit exactly. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> He's gaping right now. Buttholes are smaller on top of you, right? <laughs> Our first butthole reference. We went like an hour. Without a butthole reference. I well, what the fuck are we talking? I just, I <laughs> do. I think all narrative is over oversimplification, yeah. but you can do a whole lot with with, with the box you're given. That's, I do want to say, like, I, I really loved it. I love the characters. Uh, love the suspense. The narrative was awesome. Had a lot of like beats that are are crazy, but the end fucking pissed me off. It went so Japanese in the end, where it was like. Who gives the Who gives a fuck? Yeah. We're gonna do something crazy. It's not gonna make any sense. And, well, and they did refresh. that. And it was like so anime at the end. So like, like he he gets yeah. her alone and starts like they're going back and forth. Yeah, it was like a other. super long, super long rape scene. Really long rape yeah. scene. And then crazy. she cuts him in the mouth and he dies. Yeah, cut she cut, cut an she, artery. She cut an artery. In but his she mouth. loved him. Also, and then she's like. It was, yeah, it was like, this is too it was, much. Uh, what, Doesn't yeah. make any sense that she cuts him in the face and he's dying and she's like, I need you to live because now I love you. Because they're having the battle of wits sort of at the end, right? Like he was, like they were playing chess and she's like, oh, yeah. he's well, they like. They give each my, other meaning. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> man, <laughs> that, that shit rang like, so, like such like, like sh- Sherlock Holmes anime. and, and Moriarty. Mori- like, so, so that, like that reference. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah. That is, um. I lost my brain. <laughs> that fucking ending, that is the R word. That's what you were going to say. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> um, God, what, what the fuck? Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> he, 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 he remembered right when he was interrupting you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then I triggered it. Yeah, I interrupted you first to, to think of it. Then I forgot. And then no. I interrupt you again. So you were saying that, that the criticism of the book was the archetype kind yeah. of thing. The main criticism I read in the book was the ending. The mm. ending was baffling most people. The other 
main criticism I read was how many rape scenes there were. Uh, one of the Goodreads article, well, one of the Goodreads reviews was like she she liked it the first she liked writing the first time she was so hot and bothered the first time she had to write one three times as long at the end. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But there was some pretty problematic shit. This is 2003, 2004. There's a couple things. First, we have to uh, remember this is a Japanese novel that was translated into English. We don't know the Japanese culture. They're racist. They, we know that they're racist because the way she describes foreigners. This this was going to say there's so much subplot to this. Yeah. There's like there's the racism against foreigners. Brazilians. There's Brazilians, right? They're they're the one of the only Can the can, can the Japanese people <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot we have uh, Portuguese right here. I I I I I yeah, I'm yeah. Portuguese. <laughs> so Naturally, distrust the yeah. Brazilians. This is good for podcasts, right? When I do, uh, <laughs> do hand gestures, this is why we need Zach's camera. <laughs> yeah. So so there's that, and there's you know the there's uh, domestic violence, there's a sexual violence in here, there's. Um, Predatory le- uh, loans, predatory lending mm-hmm. to loan yeah loan sharks to you know not minorities in Japan but uh, you know uh, lower class lower middle class people yeah like the the description of that she could have made the book just about that and it would have yeah. been good the way she she wrote about that never ending cycle of debt oh, yeah. L- taking one loan to pay off the other loan to pay off yeah. the other loan and then apparently in Japan you know based off this book. Because I don't, I don't know anything else about it. They can come to your house. They get yakuza to come yeah. to your house to, 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 to try to get you to door. pay their loan, and that's fucking crazy to me. They get yakuza to talk to your friends and shit. It's yeah, like, what? Then, then there's well, there's the interpersonal relationships between the women. You know, um, this book, their husbands, their kids. Hey, do you? Yeah, kind of reminds everything me, like, is so. This is also. Super noir. Yeah, <laughs> this is like yeah, jam packed yeah. with shit. It was an eighteen hour audio book. Yeah, you know, four hundred pages or whatever. But and there was so much in there. The ending, she kind of flopped it. Yeah, you know, endings are tough though. Yeah, like, endings. She kinged it. Endings there could have been a really cool fight scene, but instead there was a not really cool. Race I scene. love you. That was. And that was elevator, non- and I was fucking free. The end. Yeah, that was <laughs> nonsensical. That was some. I mean, I get that you you always have to have the bittersweet yeah. to make the in, to make the sweet good on the end, but like it was just like it didn't make any sense. It could end at the fucking when she cut his face open. I feel like I've seen either movies like that or I've and read her books not like that. falling in love with him. Yeah, what, what's it I, called? What's that uh, called when you fall in love with your captor? Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. So it could be something like that. You know, I don't know. This totally awesome, competent character gets Stockholm syndrome. Oh, at the end, yeah, she's so she was like the best she, character. She was so awesome. Like yeah. she was his every. She was with him at every step. He would do something, and she would, you know, counter. She, she would counter. It was awesome. She, I loved her as a character. But one of the things I was going to say that was uh, the other thing that was problematic was that Brazilian guy. Was also like a serial rapist or serial. No, he wasn't. No, he, wasn't. he was an attacker at least, right? He all he did was attack her. No, no, no. But he attacked. No, he because, hadn't attacked anyone else. Well, how did they, they were talking about there being an attacker? Yeah, but he, that attacker wasn't him. He, oh, yeah, there was POV with him in it, and he's like, "Oh, they're gonna think I was that attacker when I kissed her. She's gonna think I was that." So attacker. that thread was just left hanging. There was they never talked about the actual. Attacker? How many threads your life left hanging? 
I mean, yeah, he so he was not the serial rapist. But he was going to rape her. Well, he grabbed she, her and kissed her. Well, so he sexually assaulted her. And if she hadn't talked her way out of, would probably have raped her. From her perspective, no, okay, sorry. It seemed like, no, 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 so he's like this hulking figure. A blinking eye emoji. No, 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 sorry. I don't think he was going to do that. Because from her perspective, she sees like this hulking figure in the dark, and then he he like rushes and grabs her. But when you look at his POV, he was like, I was so nervous. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I grabbed her and I kissed her. And I was, was like, like, oh, a, I'm such an he, idiot. Why did I kiss her? He had this envelope that said, do you like me? Yes, with the check mark. Yeah, Box, yeah like he... But he was he, like a Lenny character from A Vice of Men. No, he, Lenny still killed those women. Yeah. No, I... And that bunny rabbit? He, he fucking... I just hugged him. It was a really hard, hard non-con. But he, I don't think he was like going to rape her or do but, but what he, still he did sexually was, assaulted her yeah he definitely so he's did. an assaulter yeah for sure and for, assaulters yeah. that's the first uh, step then yeah. they rape well and all, all of, i'm saying is like she she the the author made it seem like it was a meat cute yeah and that was really fucking weird well me. i mean that that wasn't that weird compared to the i love the dude who fucks stab wounds at yeah. the end yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird that was weirder <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I love this book. I want to read more by her. Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, this is a definite definite recommend. She, I, I, I honestly, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I wish I spoke or could read Japanese because I know there's stuff that we're missing in there. There, there was a great um, uh, what do they call it? adaptation or whatever translation in English. The guy did a great job. But you know that you're missing some stuff, and I wish I could read it. It's like reading in Spanish. There's, you're, you miss some shit. <laughs> well, a great translator is as much, you know, there's a lot of art and care that goes in a good translation. I wanted to say one more thing about this book. This could very easily have been like uh, uh, Thelma and Louise or uh, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Whatever fucking pants. I never saw that. I've never seen it. I just don't. <laughs> but I read Dare Me, though. <laughs> Is it the same thing? I'm just saying, like, yep. it could have been this thing where these women come together against their um, abusive husbands, and they're like, we're going we're gonna to save each other, and we're going to learn from it. And that would have, maybe that would have been good, but she goes the opposite way. These women end up hating each other, and in the end, two of them are dead because of it. You See, know? I, it's, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that she wrote the book she wanted to write, despite the politics of of whatever. Oh, let's do empowerment. Yeah, let me just write a fucking story. Yeah. Let me let me write the same story men write. Well, let, me, let me write the same story yeah. anybody else writes. Why why is it that that when a woman writes or a minority writes, it has to be so laden with politics and positivity or whatever? Uh, there was an Asian movie that came out called Better Luck Tomorrow, and there's a critic. Uh, this was when Roger Ebert was still alive. Uh, it was about, about Asian kids involved in gangs. <clears throat> There's a critic that stood up and asked a question, saying, "There's so few Asian American uh, is a white guy, of course. Uh, so few Asian American representations in Hollywood, and you make this movie about bad Asian Americans. You're doing such a disservice to your race." The guy he's talking to is an Asian American director and writer. Yeah. Uh, and Roger Ebert stood up saying. How fucking dare you say that he can't write whatever he wants to fucking write? You know what I mean? Uh, there's honor in that, you know? Uh, I, I feel like the, 
There's too much of a box placed on the box of expectation. So she did a great job. Yeah. If you're going to create art, you just got to create the art you want to create. Do not be worried about people being offended or expectations placed on yourself. They don't exist. You're going to offend somebody regardless of what you write. So just write what you want to write. Or just self-publish. It's not worth the trouble, you know. Or just publish on Tumblr. Or publish on Tumblr. Yeah. But then you're really offending people (laughs) with the furry shit. Yeah. That's unnatural. This was this was fun, man. I, a lot of these books coming off our last episode was so contentious. I think we all pretty much like the same books. All all I'll say is, uh, I hope Andrew picks our next set of books and not Miguel. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> you have a better percentage so, than I do. Speaking of uh, crimereads.com, like I, I used their list pretty extensively to like figure out what to what to read. Uh, CrimeReads.com is like a really great website that has long-form uh, analysis of crime, noir, mystery kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, you know, they have like, like every other website has lists and stuff, but their lists are kind of more in-depth. It doesn't just go like, oh, I like this book because of this. Yeah. They go in-depth on stuff. And so I use their website quite a bit. So CrimeReads.com I think is like a, a good place. If you want to get into crime, mystery, noir, you can find what you're looking for there. And I would say, I think we kind of just fell into it where all the authors we read were women. But the next time, if that happens, hopefully it happens a lot, we need to have a, a woman on here. Even if it's just a short story. Just so we can get, so just so it's not three dudes in a, in a room talking about. Yeah, but don't you think people want the male perspective? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We're Books and Beer. We're on the One of Us Network. I'm Miguel. It's Zach. is. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrew. You already said Andrew. I'm Andrew. Uh, I'm I'm Andrew Andrew also. I'm Andrew. And I'm Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Andrew.